This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back. BeckQL Daily right here on the BeckQL Network. Joe G, Aaron Hawkster with you on a Wednesday. and We are live. I love when the sun's coming up here. We're live. Phoenix, Arizona, Glendale, Arizona, as we sit right now outside of State Farm Stadium. This whole place, and we're going to get to a guest here in a second. It, it's awesome being here, isn't it? The, the, this BetMGM Sportsbook, which I have to imagine on game day, is incredible right next to the stadium. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I can even see the uh, Cardinals sign right there. That's yes. how close we are to the stadium. And this BetMGM facility, the building, ever, the setup here, I mean, all that's missing is the bartender, really. I know. I, I guess we're too early for that. They, I was wondering, like, one of these mornings, could they have the bartender come in early? Maybe I, I can whip something You know up what? For I us. mean, they welcomed us in. I mean, I don't see it's that big of a deal. All right, let's get to our, our next guest here. Ben Brown, Pro Football Focused, joining us to talk about our everything Super Bowl 57. Ben, um, as you look at the, the matchup and as the week has gone on, it, it's pretty obvious now both quarterbacks are, are trending towards health and trending towards being themselves here. We've had more guests, more people, more opinion this week that maybe the over could hit. Where, where, where are you with in terms of scoring style of this game? Because Super Bowls tend to be lower scoring a little bit, but boy, these offenses, if they get revved up, they could score. Yeah, definitely. I, I do think, you, you know, we have seen the quarterbacks, I'd say, definitely trend in the right direction from an injury perspective. I'm still kind of, I, I still think there's very much going to be this almost like feeling out phase. I know both teams have been really good in the like opening play set uh, offensively, but, you know, the Eagles have been really good defensively. And I think initially, like the edge play, um, you know, with what they have available, I do think can probably limit Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense. Uh, you know, obviously Andy Reid having like two weeks to prepare and come up with an offensive game plan and offensive script that could very much set them up for success is probably the reason we're seeing the, you know, total move, um, you know, up quite a bit. I know some, you know, uh, you know, sharp action as well and other things have definitely pushed it up. But for my money early on, I do think like the first half under is still the spot I'm going to be playing. I do think, you know, the second half, you know, we could very much kind of see that offensive explosion, but I do think we're going to take you know, a, a few drives almost in like, a, in like a feeling out phase, I would say, in order to get there. So under 24 and a half uh, is still one spot that I definitely like. So I'm I'm going counter to the market right now, uh, very much buying into the slow pace starting point for the Super Bowl right now. Yep, I'm with you, Joe G. And I, I think are in agreement on that with a slower pace start um, in the first half. What are you expecting out of Patrick Mahomes specifically? We're, we're hearing that he's going to push it push the limit uh, in practice Thursday and Friday to see what he can do. That could obviously be a good thing for the Chiefs or bad if he aggravates something. Right. So what are you right. expecting from a Holmes? I still think that the ankle injury is going to be tender, right? Like two, two weeks out from actually playing a game that, you know, very much I think had some impact on his overall health. Once again, obviously he didn't like re-injure it, but very much I would say took some shots and, and ran on it in situations where he probably shouldn't have definitely felt uncomfortable. So uh, I think it is not necessarily concerning that he's going to try and give it a full go, but uh, I think it's very much going to become apparent that, you know, his ankle still probably isn't going to be 100%. Now, 85%, you know, he, he can do the majority of things, but I still think it's going to take a little bit or limit some of the, you know, the, the 
magic type plays where he's able to escape a really good pass rush and get outside the pocket and still deliver the football downfield. So I think those are the plays that are going to be suppressed and probably aren't going to have as positive of an outcome for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I do think if, you know, one or two of those plays, you know, happens where to the point where Patrick Holmes maybe isn't actually able to or capable of kind of making that throw or alleviating the pressure, like that could very much swing things in the Philadelphia Eagles direction. So uh, I still think at 85%, you know, Patrick Mahomes is really good. Uh, but I also think it very much limits, you know, the, the upside expectation that we can have for his game. And I think, you know, only in those scenarios, you know, uh, where he does have that ceiling type performance are really going to be the games where the Chiefs are, you know, kind of dominating with the Eagles not having any sort of chance, I would say, of winning this one. So I think those are probably too few and too far in between. And I do still think the ankle injury is going to play enough of a role to the point where, you know, this one's probably going to be matted and decided, I would say, in the trenches. So, Ben, Jalen Hurts' shoulder not getting nearly as much attention as, as Mahomes' ankle. And it's understandable because Mahomes is limping around and Hurts, you know, kind of get grits through it and you don't realize how banged up he might be. But one thing I've noticed since he's come back, he's only 3 of 10 throwing the football 20-plus yards down the field. He was really good at that this year. I thought he's one of the biggest jumps he made from his first two years to his third year was big plays down the field in the passing game. They haven't had that the last couple of games. It hasn't mattered. Will that matter in the Super Bowl? Let's play it out. Let's say hurts whether they don't try it or it's ineffective can they win this game if he can't throw the ball down the field effectively to his wide receivers they definitely can win the game obviously that's gonna that's gonna you know kind of um you know i would say negate what the chiefs are good really good doing defensively right they're really good in this like you know cover two shell type look and if they can still kind of exploit downfield with Jalen Hurts throwing the football, like that just adds a, another wrinkler element to their offense being overly successful. But I still think like the the edge the edge matchup with Lane Johnson with Jordan Mailata versus versus like Frank Clark and George Kalafkas, like that very much can be the spot where the Eagles win, especially rushing the football, right? If they can get some of those outside zone plays, if they can get, you know, even Jalen Hurts kind of in space on a number of first down type situations, like they're going to be so far ahead of the chains that I don't think the downfield passing attack is really going to matter. But if they're, I would say, kind of struggling in the early down situations, losing that battle along the edge, even though I don't really anticipate them actually doing that, then they really are going to need to, uh, I would say, open some things up throwing the football downfield. And I do think like that is going to be the scenario where, you know, the Jalen Hurts shoulder injury could come into, a, a, you know, could impact them quite a bit. But the Chiefs have been really good when they are kind of able to sit in that cover two type shell. So I do think, you know, if the Eagles are going to be successful throwing the football, it is going to be more in like the intermediate type route over the middle to Dallas Goddard. Uh, the Chiefs have been, you know, like I said, Fourth, I would say, from a coverage perspective, great from PFF's grading perspective, they dropped to 17th, basically, when it's the tight end position. So, uh, although a lot of people want to project A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith to be the keys to this passing offense, like, I, I very much think they can win with Dallas Godard, I would say, probably going over some of his all-receiving yardage numbers and winning over the middle, uh, and then very much just kind of pounding the football and winning in that area. Well, I know the key to the Chiefs offense is not going to be Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> you knew I was going to go there with this. The books Had have to. finally posted his props. It's like Christmas came early for us. Three and a half receptions again? How are they not yeah. lowering this number? It could be sweaty. And then also, even um, his total uh, 37 and a half yards that seems high as well i mean you've got to go back to that i think it was a houston game yeah that went to overtime where he had 10 receptions and 88 yards other than that the dude goes under 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> so, yes, I, I mean, I obviously have to agree, agree with you, Aaron, on this one. I think, like, I don't know. I, I'm not necessarily more pessimistic. Or I'm just be. I'm just trying to look at all the scenarios for how Juju could potentially arrive, you know, going over, right? And I think last week he was at, you know, 48 and a half. Uh, receiving yards opened up this week basically uh, for the Super Bowl at 32 and a half and has moved up so it does seem like at least some people are going counter to our Juju Smith-Schuster hate a little bit here uh, and I think the reason for that is probably you know the, the high snap share uh, in the slot but like from PFF's perspective we've only had him at uh, you know 38% of his pass routes run from the slot since week 10 since Kadarius Tony was back in the fold and that's kind of the key for me right Kadarius Tony is very much going to be playing if he does hit, you know, greater than 40% pass routes run on Patrick Mahomes dropbacks, like he is going to be operating in the slot. And that is going to be the spot that, um, you know, the Chiefs absolutely need to take advantage of this Eagles defense. Because I think, you know, Avante Maddox might be the one, the one spot in coverage that they can kind of take advantage of, especially if, you know, Travis Kelsey is getting double or even triple teamed in certain areas. So, I think the reason why it's moved up since the open is probably the expectation that Juju has like the one winnable matchup, but I just don't think his snap percentage in the slots really going to be there. Uh, so I very much am still, you know, on the Kadarius Tony train a little bit here. And, and for that reason, very much, you know, once again, fading uh, Juju Smith Schuster, this one might be more for the brand than anything else, but I think we got to ride it for one more week at least. So. Yeah. I'm all about bets for the brand. That, that, that makes sense to me. So Ben, obviously we're fading Juju. We know Kelsey is the biggest part of their offense. Who else? I, I think Eagles props are easier to try to guess through, right? We know the ball's going to A.J. Right. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, and then they have their stable of running backs and Hurts. The Chiefs are more difficult for me to peg. The one guy I, I keep coming back to is Jarek McKinnon. He had a big roll down the stretch of the season. It hasn't been there so far in the postseason, but the Eagles, if they have a weakness on defense, running backs have had a good success against them. Do you think we could see the return of McKinnon? Or if not, who else on the Chiefs might you be on their props? Yeah, and it is really interesting. Like, I think, you know, the, the slot area, especially, they have kind of tried to use more running backs kind of coming out of the backfield and some of those flare routes and those sorts of things. And that has been successful. So I think it's going to be a combination of both Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco getting a higher percentage of routes run as well. But McKinnon's still very much the guy in, you know, these long down to distance situations and in the, the two-minute drill and everything else. So when the Chiefs need to go, and especially if they're playing from behind, Jarek McKinnon is going to be a really appealing option from a receiving standpoint once again, because although his usage has slipped up a little bit in the playoffs and Isaiah Pacheco has definitely taken hold of, I would say the rush attempt share, uh, the, the passing down work is still very much Jarek McKinnon. So I do, I do like both running backs to probably go over their receiving yards numbers right now. I think if you're looking at alt numbers, you know, a guy like Jarek McKinnon does make a lot of sense from, you know, from, from the modeling and some of the things that I'm looking at, basically like we do like, 
Jarek McKinnon, um, you know, all 50 plus receiving yards, those sorts of things. I think the book has it closer to like a 28% expectation of him going over that. We have that closer to 30%. So that is kind of the the one other spot outside of Kadarius Tony, where if you do think the Chiefs are going to be successful throwing the football offensively, uh, it, it is going to be on some of those shorter A dot type throws once the receivers kind of clear out. And I think that's where, you know, Jarek McKinnon probably really only needs to break one or two missed tackles and he could easily be, you know, arriving at a pretty big day, especially if you expect. Uh, the Chiefs to kind of be coming from behind like I do. Yeah. Uh, we love having Ben Brown on from PFF and picking his brain about these props. So we have a couple weeks to bet on these, and I'm curious your overall strategy now that we're getting closer to the Super Bowl. We've seen some of these numbers go up a lot um, since they first came out. What is your strategy? Are you thinking about waiting closer to kickoff to see, you know, if you're going to hit a under on some of these? Like, what are what is your strategy? Have you bet a lot already? Are you waiting? Are you going to do both? Where are you at? Yeah, I'm very much, I bet a lot on like the novelty props and then also on some unders and those sorts of like the game unders. But uh, if there's a spot I like for an over, you know, kind of going back to it, like Jarek McKinnon, Jarek McKinnon and Kadarius Tony, like I have already bet those. But for example, like I haven't bet the Juju Smith-Schuster unders yet, right? Because that's only really moved in one direction. And I do think like, given where it's going, I, I don't think it's going to come back down any further, especially on his receiving yards numbers. So waiting until much closer to kickoff when we do see, you know, the majority of betters probably locking in a lot of those overs, you could get a, a little bit better numbers. So that has very much been my strategy. Uh, if, if there's an under I like, I'm very much kind of taking the weight approach because I do think like we are going to see some better numbers on it. But if you like, like, you know, some alt receiving overs and those sorts of things, like now is very much the time to bet it. So I have like Dallas Goddard, over 70 plus receiving yards, um, you know, Kadarius Tony, uh, you know, over 50 plus receiving yards, and then Jarek McKinnon over 50 plus receiving yards are, are kind of the main, um, you know, player props that I've bet right now. And then I have Patch Mahomes, you know, under 0.5 interceptions. I do think, you know, the, the narrative is obviously going to be that the Eagles give him a lot of problems from a pressure situation, but I do expect him to be uh, at least somewhat capable of taking care of the football. Um, and, and I don't think that number is going to move up too much either. So, those are mainly the, the the core player props that I've bet so far. And then just, you know, the, the the novelty props and everything else that everyone just loves to, you know, not only discuss, but also analyze or way overanalyze at this point in time. Ben, touchdown props uh, are, are very popular these days. And I imagine they're going to be very popular among every better in the Super Bowl here. We know the favorites, right? Jalen Hurts and Travis Kelsey. We, we know who the favorites are to score a touchdown. Give us a name down the board, either side that you would not be surprised to see getting a touchdown, scoring a touchdown in Super Bowl 57. Yeah, so I I don't think he's too far down the board anymore, but I do think he's, you know, definitely showing out. And I do think he is deserving of a, a ton of, uh, you know, I, I would say opportunities going to get it in both the passing game and the rushing game. But I do think Kenneth Gainwell does make a lot of sense to get in the end zone right now, uh, given where he's currently priced at. Um, you, you know, Miles Sanders has probably in some ways given way to him. He still will be, be very much involved in, you know, the, the first, you know, the first set of plays. So I think if you're leading on any running back from an Eagles perspective, maybe you do lead it on Miles Sanders to be that first touchdown scorer. But outside of that, I, I do think Kenneth Gainwell is probably going to be the guy. Um, so I like him quite a bit. I also think, you know, Justin Watson, given kind of the injury situation that, um, you know, the Chiefs are dealing with was out with illness. Uh, you know, in the conference championship game, will be back and in the fold and, and was very much kind of like their deep 
threat, uh, taking a lot more of the, you know, the, the, the 20 plus yard targets away from Marcus Valdez Scantling. So if the chiefs are going to break one, I do think it's going to be because of Justin Watson. So him to get, you know, an anytime touchdown, uh, maybe a, a longest reception or something as well, um, to go over that. I do think those are kind of, you know, some plays that I'm looking at, especially if the chiefs, once again, are, are, are kind of trying to play catch up and come from behind. They might hit one of one of those deep shots, you know, and it still might not, you know, greatly impact the outcome of this game. I would say. Great stuff, Ben. We appreciate you hopping on, and we will catch you up soon. Enjoy Super Bowl 57. For ben the Brown. brand. Yes. Bet, <laughs> fade Juju for the brand. Ben Brown, pro football focus. On the other side, we got to talk to our guy, Kenny Kim, on the Phoenix Open. Yes, there's golf here, too, this weekend. We'll talk to Kenny Kim next on the Beck You All Network.